When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, and Dan Santa Ramita here with you to take a look at Tuesday's NBA playoff game, Celtics and Bucks Game 2. This, the Bucks pulling off an incredibly impressive Game 1 victory in Boston. Warriors and Grizzlies Game 2, one of the games of the playoffs, the Game 1 between those two teams with the Warriors pulling out a 117-116 victory in Memphis. What awesome games these were back on Sunday, Brandon Funston. I hope we get a repeat of that on Tuesday night. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, um, you got two games here that are based upon the upon the spread, expected to be you know fairly tightly contested. So hopefully we get that and we get some uh, exciting action on Tuesday night. That's my plan, certainly. And uh, just I'm I can't believe how well the Bucks played in that uh, in that game. One, how great their defense was. And Dan, I mean, I think that's what we're going to need to see from the Bucks going forward. Uh, just you know, one game was a great game, but. Playing this entire series without Chris Middleton, it's going to have to be that sort of series for Milwaukee to pull this off, I think. Yeah, but I think we saw it in the Bulls series. Now, I know the Bulls are, are nowhere near Boston in quality and different. style, but uh, <laughs> Milwaukee really looked like they didn't miss a step. We were expecting it, and it didn't happen. So I, I think that might be a little bit of value in Milwaukee just based on the fact that I think the Middleton injury is being a little overrated. Well, let's get into that game right here. Celtics are four-and-a-half-point favorites once again, just like they were in game one. 215-and-a-half is the total on this game. And, and I mean, they they that defensive performance was, you know, you could make an argument that was the most impressive defensive performance we've seen in one individual game this entire playoffs because that's really where, where Milwaukee, excuse me, won this game. And I think that's where they're going to have to continue winning this series. Dan, do you think they can do it again in game two? Yeah, I do. I, I was really expecting when, you know, we didn't record for game one and I was on the Bucks plus four and a half and I was surprised the line was that big then. And I'm surprised we didn't get any adjustment at all for game two here. What what I find fascinating is you can look at what went wrong for Boston in game one. Like you mentioned, Milwaukee's defensive performance. What's interesting is Boston shot 36% from three. So the thing that I would think is the most volatile game to game, three point percentage, you know, that can be a twelve point swing if you have a good or bad day. That seems kind of normal, even above average. You know, that's fine. Uh, you know, of course, the flip side to that is pretty much no one had a good field goal percentage from two. Talking about Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Mar- yeah. Smart, Brown, they all shot around thirty something percent uh, overall from the field. But that might be more sustainable, as you mentioned, to to Milwaukee's defensive performance. The Bulls couldn't score, but that didn't shock me. Um, but but <laughs> yes. Milwaukee might have something here, and you know Bobby Portis has been stepping up. The role players, you know, Drew. No, like honestly, like even Milwaukee didn't shoot it particularly well. You know, Giannis was nine for twenty five and only had twenty four points. Yeah, he had a triple double, 
you know, and, and Drew Holiday was eight of twenty. Like there's there's I don't think this was an outrageous Milwaukee performance they can't do again. And I think four and a half might again be a little too much. I think this is a very close matchup. Yeah, I think it could be a close matchup. I'm kind of tending to lean towards the over. Even what you said about the defense. I mean, I I just, I look at Boston. We cannot negate how torrid they finished the season and went through the first round. And, you know, they they went on a run before game one, which they had 109 points or more in nine straight games. And most of those games were in the upper teens or in the 120s. You know, there was one 109 game, but they've been, they've been scoring a lot. And I just, um, whether Milwaukee keeps it close or not, I think we're going to see this game total creep over 215. It's where it's where Boston's been living a lot, and I don't know that we can just say this is this is how this series is going to just play out the rest of the way. Now Milwaukee's suddenly become like the number one defensive team in the league. I just, you know I think Boston will have a counterpunch. They're at home. If they don't if they don't figure out a way to untrack their offense in this one, I think they're truly in trouble. Yeah, I would I would agree with that too for sure, but. I lean toward Boston in this. Uh, I'm going to take Boston minus four and a half. I, I actually take some solace, Dan, in the fact that it's still four and a half and that we're not rushing to get this down to like three and a half as the uh, originally posted line. So I do take some solace in the fact that the odds makers are sticking with this at four and a half. You got to tip your cap to Milwaukee for what they were able to do in game one, for what they were able to do on the interior in game one. But I don't know if that's going to necessarily be repeatable. I, I will say that what, something that concerns me a little bit about Boston is that they did shoot it pretty well in terms of percentage. Uh, from behind the arc, 36%, as you said, Dan. And they took 53s. Like, realistically, they're not. you, you can't take yeah. that many more threes in a game. And that's what, I mean, that's, that's Milwaukee's defense. Milwaukee will let teams shoot threes. They actually allowed the, uh, or not allowed, they had the second highest uh, shot distribution from three, 45% of the shot attempts attempted against them in the regular season were from three. Only one team, Miami, actually had a slightly higher percentage at 45.6%. So that's just what Milwaukee's defense does. They are willing to let you take the three. They will live by that. They do not let you get on the inside. Just 30% of shots attempted against Milwaukee this season came at the rim, the lowest in the entire league. And so that's the way they built their defense. That's the way they played their defense. They played it to an absolute T in that game. Uh, one, and, and you saw it, right? I mean, 18, 18 threes, 36%. That is a very nice, healthy percentage. And they still only scored 89 points because that's what Milwaukee wants to do defensively. I still think we see a bounce-back effort from Boston on the offensive end, which is why I'm going minus 4.5, which is why I feel comfortable taking that. But this is, this is a, a monster game. Uh, between these two teams, because if Milwaukee is able to steal another one in Boston, then we're talking about going back to Milwaukee with that 2-0 lead. They're going to be feeling awfully, awfully good about themselves. Uh, it's it's an interesting matchup and and maybe one that you know gives us an idea of where this series is going because of just how good. I mean, really, like Boston's defense was pretty good in Game One too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, Giannis did not go off from a scoring perspective. Yeah. 101 points for Milwaukee in that game. The game was a total of 190, and we, we were living at this range too for that game one total, sitting in the two two teens, you know, the mid two teens, and it came nowhere near and was never threatening it. I mean, that was we had a 1990s basketball first half in terms of what the score was going into the locker room. So a really interesting game. It'll be interesting to see how, if at all, these teams change things up in game two and if we do get a higher scoring matchup i have to believe that we're going to see something a little bit better from boston shot creators in game two 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, Warriors and Grizzlies game two. Again, what a what an awesome game one between these teams. Back and forth, back and forth. Great second half action. Klay Thompson ultimately hits a three that puts the Warriors up by one point. He misses a couple of free throws. Memphis gets the ball back. Got a pretty nice set, but then, hey, there was Klay again. Switching off onto John Morant, making uh, that driving layup tough, and the, War- the Warriors pull out a 117-116 victory in game one. So here we are, game two. Warriors road favorites once again, laying two and a half in Memphis, 227 and a half. The total in this one. Funston, what do you think we get in game two? Yeah, it's funny. Monday night's games, I like the under in both of them. Tuesday night's games, I like the over in both of them. Um, you mentioned the 227.5. Um, that's, a, that's a total that in Golden State's games, five of six, they've been over. Memphis is averaging almost 117 points in the postseason. We know that Memphis is willing to, you know, to go track meet style and – you know, if that starts happening, that becomes the way the game goes. And Golden State's chucking threes, and I just feel like this game is very conducive to to the over. So I'll take the over on it. Um, kind of feel like Memphis is going to get one here. So I mean, if I was if I was forced to pick, I would I would take the plus two in Memphis. But I'm most confident about the over two twenty seven and a half on the game total. Yeah, I'm going to jump in because I'm also most confident in over 227.5 for a lot of the reasons you said. I mean, you know, Golden State has hit this pretty comfortably in five of six playoff games so far, and they've hit the over in five of their six playoff games so far. We saw the Warriors Nuggets totals living in the low 220s, and the Warriors victories save game five uh, went comfortably over that total. This is a team that has been scoring you know, 115, 118, 122 with regularity. We saw it once again against Memphis. And I think what puts this over the top for me is that yeah, Memphis needs to play that up-tempo style yeah. if they're going to win this series. Memphis is not winning this series by playing 103 to 98 games. That's just not going to work for them because Golden State's defense is too good for that. Like Memphis can't get into half-court offense time and time and time again and expect to win this series. I mean, they played basically in and not basically they did play an entire half and plus some of the second quarter without their best defensive player. The Warriors did. And they still made it a game where it wasn't like Memphis was able to run out and score 130. Like they can't be playing consistent half-court offense and expect to win these games. So I think they need to play that pace. They need to push the pace. They need to be the pace-up team that they were in the regular season playing at a top-five pace. And even though that's not exactly what Golden State does because of just how good their defense is and how good their half-court offense is, Golden State's fine. If you want to run, Golden State will happily run with you. So I just think that we're going to see, until this adjusts, and uh, unless it adjusts, which I assume it will if we're right about this, Funston, I think we're going to see these games uh, regularly played to the over until we get into a situation where they're being posted at 232.5, I like it. You guys are uh, in sync here with the over. I I think uh, you're convincing me too because I don't know. I hadn't really thought about the total too much. I'm too too locked in on the Warriors. I think they're just going to run away with the series. Like The thing for me as I look to take the Warriors, what is it, two and a half right now? Um, Yep. I, I, I know they didn't cover the first game, but Draymond missed 
you know, the entire second half and, and was eject with that ejection. Jaron Jackson scored 33 points. Like, that's not going to happen with Draymond Green on the floor, <laughs> and the Warriors still won the game. I, I just – I don't think this series is, is competitive – at all, I think the Warriors are going to win this one pretty comfortably. I, I've been looking at prices for Warriors in four or five. It's a little awkward because the Warriors are the don't have home court in the series or like didn't have it to start, which makes the kind of outcomes a little different. Because well, game five when they could be closing out would be on the road. If they, you know, I'm kind of thinking Ja wins a game by himself, and that might be it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm going to ride Golden State, and uh, but I like your logic for the over a lot. Yeah, that uh, I like our logic too. <laughs> I think Funston and I have good logic for that. I'm, I'm, I will, I will say that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, with Funston in that I'm kind of afraid of the side. If I, I, if I were forced to pick the side, I would actually go with Dan. I would take Golden State. I just think they're, they're, they're just the better team. But I am not confident at all in either side in this one. Jordan Poole has just become such the, I don't know, he's become sort of the trump card here for Golden State, just yeah. having that extra depth, having another splash brother, you know. And so, um, yeah. I can't get a PRA, I can't get a point uh, thing on Jordan Poole right now. The guy goes 48 on the PRA last game, and I'm not seeing it being offered right now for him on anything. Cowards. Vegas cowards yeah, get, right now. Right? We should we should mention that we are, uh, we're recording this on Monday afternoon, so we are still waiting on some of those props to get posted but yeah no Jordan Poole I mean what would it what what what's a what's a number that you are comfortable betting up to for his over well I would like the PRA because I like seeing the, the nine nine eight on the rebound and assists so I'm yeah. I'm guessing that you're gonna get he had 48 but you're probably gonna get something maybe in the mid 30s or so on the PRA and I, I'd be inclined to if that's the case I mean, go at over the, it. yeah at the absolute highest Steph's is 37 and a half and Clay's yeah. is 27 and a half yeah, might might middle that somewhere too. Yeah, like thirty two and a half yeah. feels like a, a, an appropriate PRA for yeah. Jordan Poole. Yeah, so, and I would yeah. I would I would tend to lean over to like if this if, if we're going to be regularly looking at games played into the two thirties, like everyone's going to carry their weight. Everyone's going to do what they do. We're going to see big Steph games. We're going to see big Pool games. Big Clay games. Big Jaw games. Desmond Bain. Like. You don't get to two thirty. You can you will occasionally get into the two thirties with a Steph or a Clay going for fifty, but more often than not, you get there because everyone who's good has anywhere between a good and a great game. Yeah, they, I mean, two of them took twenty shots, and the other one took nineteen in the last game. So yeah. that's pretty good distribution. Yeah, exactly, and that's usually how we get to these sorts of numbers. So uh, game two between Golden State and Memphis, hopefully. We can get the same sort of uh, action that we saw in game one because just one of the best games of the playoffs that we have seen through the first round, plus a couple of games. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for listening. For Funston and Dan, I am Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.